Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Miami Heat podcast. We are recording live as the Heat are playing the 76ers on Wednesday night. And as always, I am joined by my host, Norris Cole. The champ is here. Sean, what's going on? We in the building. Another episode. Busy week for me here. I know, uh, you know, like I said, the Sixers are here in Philadelphia, so I've been trying to hang out and try to see see a little bit of them. I wasn't able to go to the game because I had my own game. Um, last time we spoke, I was getting ready to start my season. We are 3-0. and We got a win tonight, a couple, couple big wins earlier in the week, and uh, a tough win tonight. So I know you had a game today, too. How'd your game go today? Absolutely. Yeah, we won today. Um, we solidified our position as number one in our group. So we advanced to the um, Basketball Champions League Sweet 16. And so that's that's a good thing. Very cool. Um, you know, as we as we move through this, you know, we talk a lot about the Miami Heat, but definitely tune in and you know, check out what Norris is doing. Um, over there in Europe, you can you can get a lot of the updates on um, on the club's Twitter. You post things onto your Instagram and, and social media, um, and you can you can find some of those games live. Um, it's it's obviously if you're in America, it's it's kind of at a weird time, but definitely tune in and support that. It's still good basketball. I mean, I, I know we talked about this a lot during the summertime when we were talking about it. It is super high quality basketball. So if you're a basketball fan, definitely tune in. What's what's the club you're playing with again, Norris? Unicaja and Malaga. And uh, yeah, definitely tune into that. We'll move into the Miami Heat. Um, you know, since we last spoke, there's only been a few games. Um, we talked, I believe, right before the Heat beat the Bucks. If I remember right, I think we recorded on Tuesday last week. Uh, undermanned, the Heat stepped it up. They got a 113-104 win. Uh, then they got a win on Saturday night against the Bulls. Um, obviously, the Bulls are dealing with some things with COVID, and we're going to touch on that a little bit later in the episode, a 118-92 win. And then they went to Cleveland on Monday, uh, started off the road trip with a 105-94 loss. Um, so two and one since we last recorded. As we currently speak, they are up on the 76ers, and, and we're not going to touch on that too much because I do not want to be blamed, and you don't want to be blamed for jinxing them because uh, <laughs> that, that would be not a good thing for our – Because uh, things are going really well right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, when we're looking at the Heat, you know, we've talked a little bit last week about how they are undermanned because of the injuries to Jimmy and Bam. Uh, Markeith Morris is still out. Caleb Martin now has a COVID issue. Um what you know when, when when we're seeing this team step up you know and tonight it's really a lot of people stepping up you know how does that mentality shift have to happen like that next man up mentality well it has to always be there it's part of your professionalism as long as there's going to be a game you know you have to be prepared to go out there and play and do your job and like I always say if you're a player who doesn't get much opportunity or your role is more of a support role and then you get the opportunity to show that you can do more. This is what you want. This is what you're looking for. You don't you don't want anybody to be hurt. You don't want anybody to be sick. But you definitely look forward to being able to have an opportunity to show that you can do more. And right now, players are getting that opportunity, not just with the Heat, but league-wide. 
Yeah, that's a good point. We're going to talk right after this break um, from Bet Online about the COVID issues that are going on all around the league. Uh, but first, with Bet Online, back and better than ever, a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season, more props, more odds, more lines than ever, and ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your Vegas casino games. You can basically bet on anything if you want. Don't wait to take advantage of all these amazing offers for the 21-21 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. So, Norris, we talked a little bit about pre-show. You know, obviously, this is bigger than basketball. The COVID problems are spreading, spiking all over the world, um, especially in America. And, um, you know, this new variant and, and different things are going on. And unfortunately, things are getting worse rather than getting better. And, and there's really a debate going on now, like amongst these leagues, there's been a lot of uh, spread in the NFL over the last couple of days where, where positive cases are coming up in the NBA. You're seeing some big names going on. What uh, what do you think, you know, maybe from the player's perspective, like how do you approach this? Because you could you could maybe side towards push forward and see what happens. You could maybe do like a, a short term one or two week or less stoppage. Or are we headed towards maybe a longer stoppage like we saw back in 2020? Right now, I believe that, you know, the game should continue to be played um, because even if you cancel the games, people are going to still be around their family. People are going to still be going out in public, you know, living their normal lives. And so that wouldn't do anything by stopping, you know, the season um, unless you're going to, unless the laws are going to change and people won't have to go back on mandatory lockdowns. But other than that, that's not going to happen. I believe the game should continue to go forward. Um, we just have to, uh, you know, remember that we are in a pandemic. I think we've gotten relaxed because, you know, we have vaccinations and vaccination mandates and things of that nature. And then, Things are open, you know, you're allowed to be indoors. Um, there's no limit in a lot of places how many people can be indoors. So people are kind of forgetting that we are in a global pandemic. So I think we just got to remind ourselves to continue to wash our hands, you know, try not to congregate too much, you know, wear your mask when you're in, you know, when you're in close quarters with people, especially people that are not in your family. You know, we just got to stay sharp on that. Um, but I, I don't think they should cancel the games. I, I believe as long as the laws allow us to, you know, not be on lockdown, mandatory lockdowns, I believe that we should continue to still play. Yeah, I think you make great points about being diligent about, you know, what you're doing to just minimize your risk. I mean, everybody, this isn't just NBA players. It's everybody, you know, minimize your risk, wear a mask, social distance when possible. There's going to be times where you, you have to live your life. You know, things start, have to start going back to normal, but you can also minimize your risk by doing certain things. And you also made a great point. And, and I saw this uh, kind of browsing Twitter today, you know, people talking about this topic. If, if the NBA shut down, you, you can't expect these players to just essentially stay at home. Like, you know, normal people are having a hard time doing that. You still have to go to the grocery store. You still have to do these things. These, these NBA players are still human beings. So if right. you stop the basketball and they're not sitting inside their house, there's always that risk. If they're going out, you know, getting something to eat, whether they're going to the grocery store, they're going to train, they're working out in a gym with, you know, nine other guys. I just feel like it's unfair to expect, Hey, we'll just pause it, stay in your house for two weeks. And then when we'll come back, everything will be good. Like, I just think that's unrealistic. Especially when that's not 
especially when that's not the law, to expect guys to, oh, we're not going to play. You guys have to stay home. But the rest of the world is still, you know, doing normal things. That's just not realistic to expect a man to do that. Man or woman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, there, there are things that you can reduce doing, you know, like going out to a club and, and going out at night and being in a big packed, you know, bar or something like that. That could be something you cut. That's realistic. But living your normal life, I mean, uh, it's just not, to me, that's not fair, whether it's an NBA player, NFL player, or just your average person working a 95, nine to five, that, that just, uh, to me, I don't think that's a reasonable way to approach this. That's not how you solve this problem. Yeah, well, the good thing about it is um, there's plenty of different angles to, tr to try to solve this problem because the problem is not solved. So, you know, there's different things we have to try. And sometimes it's going to be trial and error. Try something, see if it works. If it don't work, you know, have to try something else. But, um, you know, the bottom line is this is a business. And, you know, NBA fans, they want to go to games. Owners and business people want to be open and have business. And so, you know, that's just the reality that we're living in. And if it gets – if it continues to get really bad, you know – Maybe we should consider going back on a lockdown, but for right now, I think it's a little premature to, to think about that. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, you said the, the business aspect of it, it's, it's bigger than just the arena itself. You know, the local communities, the, uh, you know, bars and restaurants that are around these different arenas, the people that are working and selling popcorn. It, there's so many people, the money that's made off of these games, not just selling tickets. It's just so much that if you cut off the games, you're cutting off the livelihoods of a lot of people, uh, not just talking about the the pocketbooks of owners and GMs and people like that. So I think you make right. really good points there. Yeah. And I don't think some, uh, some businesses, that did survive the pandemic. I don't know if they can survive it, you know, another round of, you know, being locked out and not having business that, that, you know, some people who barely made it through that. And so if we rush into that again, you know, a lot of people will, will seriously like lose their livelihood, you know, like a lot of times people talk about that, you know, as if that's not a big deal, but no, like literally some, some people can really lose the way that they make money and feed their families. And so before we, you know, go down that route. We want to try every option possible. So that just starts with, you know, just minimizing your risk, like we said, being sanitary, you know, wearing your mask and, and doing things like that. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we don't, we don't venture too far off the basketball topic here, but I, I think it's just something that, you know, do what's good for yourself, take care of other people, wear your mask, you know, do the right thing. And, and obviously all of us together, we want to try to get through this, not just talking about the basketball side. Um, you know, we want to talk about one of our sponsors before we get back to basketball, and that is uh, Lightbox. Say goodbye to dog gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, only $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they will never want to take off price so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. 
Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. So let's get back to basketball. I know, uh, you know, we had that, that kind of serious topic there for a second, talking about the league and talking about the global pandemic, but the Heat are playing good basketball, despite the fact that they are a little bit uh, shorthanded. And one of the people I want to talk about is KZ Akpala. He has been very, uh, maligned by heat fans you know he's the first guy everyone wants to trade you send him out for you know basically anything pennies on the dollar but he's stepped up and he stepped up in a new role he's kind of playing a small ball five spot what do you think you know with this with this new role how does that change from a guy that is really more of like a kind of that tweener three four type player he's not a center but he's playing out of position and he's having success with it what do you think about that well one it shows you know, the confidence, you know, that he's earned from, you know, Coach Spo and the coaching staff. He showed his versatility as a basketball player. You know, a lot of guys play a certain position. They've played a certain position their whole life. But for the betterment of the team, you know, he's asked to play a different position, a position he probably is not used to playing, but he's showing his abilities to play basketball. He's an overall basketball player, and I think he's showing that. And in this day and age, you need players like that. We call them three and D, but three and D guys. But you need guys that can play multiple positions, guys that can compete in multiple, you know, positions on the court, whether it be the perimeter, the mid post, or the low post. You know, and he's showing that he, you know, he's multifaceted when it comes to this game of basketball. And it also shows the heat culture. You know, we compete. No matter who's out there playing, if you got a uniform on and the game counts, we're competing. And so I think he's he's just fitting right in with the old narrative, you know, the heat culture is real. Yeah, and you know, the other thing I've noticed through this time is is the leadership of the coaching staff. And, and Eric Spolstra, you know, deserves all the praise that he could possibly get. Um, you know, when you're working with guys that are not as experienced, um, that are, you know, unfortunately lesser talented than, you know, the Bams and Jimmys of the world. That's just the, the truth. And he's finding a way to make it work. And I think the game plans have been excellent. Even when the games, you know, like the Cavs game didn't work out, they were super competitive. It just got away from them later. And, and the Cavs are a good team. They're playing very, very well. And they're, and they're probably a team that's going to stick around into the playoff hunt. Uh, tonight against the 76ers, you know, a team that just beat the Warriors on Saturday night. I, I went up there um, on Saturday night and watched the Sixers. I wanted to see if, you know, Steph got really hot, if I could see the history he made. But he didn't quite hit. I think he needed like 12 threes or something crazy like that. But it was still a good game, two great teams. And the Sixers are a good team. And, and tonight so far, they're playing very well. Um, the adjustments are all over the place. Like tonight, he's playing like a 1-2-2 two, two zone. And I haven't seen that. You know, he's it's normally that sort of matchup 2-3. <laughs> So he's adjusted that. He's got Duncan on the top of the zone. There's just some different things that they're doing. Uh, what do you think about the impact of the coaching staff and in particular Eric Spolster on adjustments during this time? Well, Spoh's a hard worker. And if anybody knows Spoh's background, he he went from being the video guy all the way up to now being, you know, the head coach. And so he's watched a lot of film. He's seen a lot of coaches. He's seen a lot of adjustments. Spo has seen a lot. He's been in a lot of big games. He's played on highly, highly talented teams with expectations. And he's, you know, coached, I mean, coached teams with high expectations. And he's coached teams, you know, with relatively low expectations. So he, there's no, there's no, you know, situation where he hasn't 
seen it or experienced it. And I think that he's relying on that experience to keep his team competitive. He's trying different things, unorthodox, to keep his team competitive. And that's why he's one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. He is doing a heck of a job of just keeping this team afloat. And I think, you know, the schedule opens up a little bit after this game. Um, they they play the Magic. They play like the Rockets or some teams that are struggling ahead as we finish up the month of December. And, you know, if you can just get by around 500 without your your two stars, um, you know, Victor Oladipo has been working out pregame. Um, I know I saw a video yesterday where he was doing some different things, sort of uh, assisted jumping and, and different things pregame. Um, he was shooting jumpers today and shoot around. Um, and he's going to be, you know, a piece that obviously is going to impact the heat. It's almost like a, a trade deadline deal that we're getting again this year as he comes back. Markeith Morris, we hope is hope, you know, healthy pretty soon. Uh, obviously, Bam is, you know, still probably four weeks away or so. Jimmy should be back soon. This time, and we said this last week, this time is is beneficial for the Heat because guys are stepping up and they're going to be more trusted, more experienced when, you know, maybe we need to lean on them later in the season. Absolutely. This is a – this could potentially be like, you know, a, a major part of the season. If we can stay 500 or above 500 or even like, you know – it's possible to be better than 500. You know, you never know what can happen in this league, especially like we said with the COVID, but if they can be at least 500 during this time, that would be, you know, amazing. And that would, that would put us in, you know, position at the end of the season to start playing our best basketball, which is what you want to do. And guys will have confidence. Guys will be in condition. I'm talking about the backup guys who normally don't get a lot of playing time. Those guys will have had a lot of experience on the court. They'll be conditioned and ready to go. And then when our big dogs get back in healthy, we could be playing our best basketball, you know, right at the right time. So this could potentially, you know, be a key part of the season for us, for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's it's one game at a time, next man up, just keep, you know, keep finding success. And I, I think even in the games that we have lost, we found some ways to uh, find success, grow from those experiences, even though it was a loss and, and apply it to the next game. And you're, and you're starting to see the fruits of that, you know, beating teams like the bucks that maybe you weren't quote unquote supposed to be um, obviously having a good game tonight against the Sixers as we head into the fourth quarter. Um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that's, it's a high quality program, a, a well-coached team that is stepping up um, despite some injuries some sickness. And uh, uh, it's something that he fans should be proud of for sure. That's, that's why we take it the one game at a time approach. It, it sounds cliche, but, you know, that's really, you know, what we used to live by and what they, I'm sure, suppose saying the same thing. You know, it's just the next game. You know, don't look too far ahead. Let's just worry about the, the next game. And then after that, we'll deal with everything else. I want to ask one more thing, and then we'll start to close it up. Um, the Cavs matchup, we've lost to them twice. We've been shorthanded both times. One of the things mm -hmm. that it seems like with the Cavs, they're a big team. Uh, they start – Jared Allen, Mobley, Markinen, um, Isaac Okoro is basically their two, and he's really more of a three. Um, Darius Garland is their point guard. So they have just a, a long, big team. Um, what do you think, you know, in terms of length, how does that impact the team? Because we're not the biggest team. You know, even when everybody's healthy, you know, Bam is, what, 6'9". You know, P.J. Tucker is our starting four. We, we don't have a lot of size. How does length impact the team um, you know, with a matchup like that with the Cavs? Uh, for the Cavs, I mean, they can use it to their advantage. Um, you know, for the Heat, I still believe, you know, if we were to play them in the playoffs, I believe we would, you know, 
smoke them, but just off of, especially if we're healthy, you know, with the experience and everything. But I mean, length is good um, to go against length. You know, it can be challenging. You have to get them moving side to side. Um, you probably want to get them, you know, not stationary. You want to get them to play on the move so that their length, you know, can't bother you too much. But I mean, I think that's kind of, it's kind of part of, you know, the NBA, a lot of long athletic guys and, you know, you kind of get used to it. You just run your stuff. Um, the good thing about it, our strengths are kind of the Cavs weaknesses, really, you know, they're, like you said, you know, uh, lengthy defenders, but we have perimeter players, you know, who can shoot the ball and stretch the defense. So, you know, I believe that we can be effective when we're healthy. Yeah, I think you make a great point about spreading them out, you know, creating gaps for your guys to get downhill, whether, you know, it's it's Jimmy or Oladipo or Tyler and all those different guys, and, and not just with the Cavs, but obviously the Bucs. You know, they're, they're the team, obviously the defending champs. If Brooke Lopez is healthy, you know, obviously he's having some back issues right now, but you have Brooke, you have Giannis. They're a big team also. Middleton's very long, um, and so, you know, they're a team that also you're going to go against length. It, it's, it's something that the Heat are going to have to deal with just because of the way that we construct our roster. Bam is – our big guy, but in terms of the NBA, he is not really a big guy. So it's something that we can overcome. And I think you make a great point about the outside shooting, spreading them out, moving them side to side uh, is something that we can do to uh, eliminate that advantage for our opponents. So uh, Norris, before I think, we, the, I think the Bucks, I think the Bucks are a little different than, than the Cavaliers though, because the best player for the Bucks team is with that length, as far as, you know, Giannis who can be everywhere. You know, the Cavaliers, they have, you know, you know, Jared Allen, he's a shot blocker, rim protector, but he's not really a perimeter threat. Uh, Mobley, he's a young fella who could do a little bit of everything, but he's still relatively young in marketing. You know, he, he's playing the three, but he's not really a three. With the Bucks, you know, Giannis is everywhere. And, you know, Brooke Lopez is heavily experienced. So I believe that matchup would be a little different. But, you know, Jimmy Butler is a superstar in this league. You know, Bam is a, you know, one of the young superstars, young stars in this league. Um, so I, I believe that. And then, you know, we got twin, you know, Mark, Marcus, Markeith Morris, um, you know, who's he's, you know, he's considered a three and D guy who can defend post and guards. You know, obviously, P.J. Tucker's toughness, you know, so I don't think I don't think that'll bother us, you know, when it's when it's money time. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think the Bucs are obviously a better team than the Cavs. I think the Cavs are having a great season, um, and, but their youth, you know, as the season goes on, it's an 82-game stretch, and, and sometimes those inexperienced teams will fade a little bit. So I, I think they're a right. team that's going to be a tough out in the first round. Uh, they'll probably push a team five, six games, but I don't see them as being one of the top four, you know, meaning that you went to the second round. So great points there. Um, Norris, before we – close things out please plug anything you got going on uh as i said earlier definitely check out norris's team is is pushing into that kind of final stretch of the uh of the season over there and uh norris go ahead yep make sure you guys uh you know follow me on instagram and twitter just type in my name norris cole you know it'll show up with the blue check mark you know if you got holiday wishes um send those wishes to me on the cameo app um click norris code and then write your request uh, let me know. And I, I'm getting those holiday requests out every day. You know, I'm recording holiday messages. So if you want me to send them out to you or your loved ones or your friends or family, um, hit me up on the Cameo app. Just type in Norris Cole. 
Um, keep liking, keep subscribing. You know, me and Sean in the podcast, we're enjoying the content. We're enjoying the questions. And Heat Nation, until next time, we out! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.